welcome to Cruise Club. We've got the need, the need to podcast. This is episode 39, Jack Reacher, Never Go Back from 2016. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. And Mike, we are not back in Pittsburgh, or are we in Pittsburgh? Where does this movie begin? Uh, is it in Pittsburgh? I don't know where it starts, but we end up in D.C. a lot. And then Nolans. Hey. Then back to the home of Nicolas Cage. Not really, but kind of. All I could think of, Joey, though, is because of the subtitle, Never Going Back, of course, all I could think of was Never Going Back, the actual movie. Dolphies. <laughs> Dolphies, which is a movie that I would much rather be watching than this one. Okay, so here's here's my thing up front before I do the plot summary. I have this, and this is probably too low, but of my 37 cruise movies ranked on our list, which we're going to have an episode about when we catch up, I have this at 35 right now. Wow. But that's like a two and a half star out of five. Like, that's on the one hand, how blah I felt about this, but number two, just how great I think his filmography is. Yeah. Because I feel like the bigger the bigger reason why I have this 35 is that, like, if you're saying, what movie should I watch to get the essence of Tom Cruise? Like, everything he does in this movie has been done better somewhere else, I mm-hmm. think. I hear, I hear you, man. I hear you all the way. Like, I was sort of surprised coming back how much, not that I don't like this movie, but I don't feel like it had to be cruise it doesn't feel like jack reacher per se like if anything it feels like jack reacher three like we're already spent you know (laughs) like we missed the movie or something but i'm with you man like something was off like i remember loving it the first time i liked it more than the first one i thought but coming back after seeing the first one so recently i'm like no like this just doesn't this just feels like a rote generic could have been anything kind of action movie i mean what's crazy is that there's 24 novels that this is based on like how are you out of material already and how How are you like (laughs) immediately like oh we need the kid like it took i I know that we shouldn't make this i shouldn't bring this reference up but like somebody just sent this gift to me on twitter yesterday but like it took until like what season seven or eight of the cosby show for them to bring in olivia like Mm -hmm. you 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 use all the other options like you have all the other crazy things and then you bring in the kid like it's just like you're doing a kid in two like this almost feels like the kind of story that you know if you're like oh shit ethan hunt has a kid right but like Mm -hmm. i don't give a shit if like jack reacher's kid we have one movie about him like i'm not ready for this like i don't have emotional stakes in him exactly exactly and my stakes are that he's a nobody with no attachments that would never you know he would know if he had a daughter for sure like that's the thing it just doesn't feel like jack reacher from the last movie to me the only scene that does is the opening scene you know and (laughs) he's going to kind of repeat that a little bit in uh, american made where he's like i'm not going to get arrested like that phone's going to ring and you're going to get arrested or what i'm going to walk out of here with no handcuffs Mm -hmm. on so like Mm -hmm. you not only did he do everything in this better before he's going to do new stuff in this better later it's weird this is like a strange sort of Buffer movie, I feel, for Tom Cruise. So here's what Jack Reacher Never Go Back is about from 2016. So before the movie begins, Cruise stops a human trafficking ring and tips off Major Susan Turner, played by Kobe Smulders, who's quickly then arrested for espionage. You're like, wait, what? Cruise learns he had a daughter whom he soon meets. He's not good with kids, which at least... That at least tracks with all the other cruise things. Like, he's just never good. Like, he's not, mm-hmm. he doesn't have a kid and everything. Like, it's just li- Nicky or bust, really, right? <laughs> yeah, he's not America's dad, for sure. <laughs> no. Cruise continues to try to help Kobe, who doesn't want his help. She's being framed, then, for two murders in the Middle East. Her lawyer 
is then murdered, and Cruz is arrested for it. Cruz and Koei break out of prison, team up, and escape. This is when they rescue and meet Cruz's daughter. The three of them then head to New Orleans to further the investigation to find the witness, the only witness who can sort of free her from her yeah, corroborate crime. the evidence. Yes. Yeah. As this happens, a man named The Hunter is after Tom Cruise, or after Jack Reacher, and he's been framing Cruz for his for different crimes. Um, there's some family bonding. Cruz tells her that he's her dad. Kobe teaches her self-defense, so on and so forth. They order room service, whatever. They then save military police who have been hunting them for most of the movie, and they confront the contractors that they've been sort of after who's been involved as Cruz finds a stash of pure opium and the weapons that they've been hauling. There's then a chase. The hunter holds a girl at gunpoint, but she helps Cruz take him down. Then he makes good on his threat and kills the hunter as he said he would. And in the end, it turns out that Cruz is not the father, but he's still a father figure. Yeah, and he hitchhikes off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't remember a lot of this. I just remembered that they were on the run the whole movie. And I think that's what I feel this movie does best, is at least it's constantly moving. The problem is when it stops to like explain its exposition and plot, I'm like, Parasaurs are a bunch of disgruntled what contractors like that was weak like that was weak like even like they somehow managed to make Werner Herzog and his like his like Lex Luthor he had like all these land development deals that he was scheming on like that felt more threatening than this this time around I was pretty surprised so if you had to pick a thing, I mean, is that your favorite part of this movie? Is the fact that it's always on the run, that like when it's on the run, it feels good? Is that your favorite part of this movie? Is there something about this that you like more? I think so. I think like it's at least it's got momentum, you know, like that keeps me going. Like the movie never sort of like trips over itself or or stops short or any of that kind of thing. I think the what, what gets to me is that it just doesn't feel like cha- it's not a challenging film, you know, like it's almost mm-hmm. it's like Transporter 3, right? Like that's what I'm getting at. Like it just feels like we're late. Later in the series too soon but we're not i'm not i'm i'm i don't know i can't grab on to any of like the story stuff so much so like right. i'm i'm more like oh at least this movie is like throwing me through it like it's just propelling me over and and there's like kind of constant action and the action's really cool i like when he breaks her out of prison that's probably my favorite action sequence it's really smart and tricky but there's like some other stuff that they do really well in the movie action wise. But, you know, he said it best. I think he's a loner. He's used to being alone. I think we needed him to be alone this entire movie. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I It feels, you know, we were talking about how him just sort of, you know, with a, with a plucky female assistant or help. Like it just, I don't know. Like, I again, I don't think that this is bad. I think my favorite part, if I had to say, is kind of, it's similar to yours. It's the action, but it's just like, it's Cruz's magnetism. Like, I don't think that he's ever going to be in a movie like this. Like, this feels like an episode of Maury blended with a generic B-movie action movie that just somehow got Tom Cruise, and instead of just going right to the bargain bin, it instead is in theaters. I, I mean, I get why Tom Cruise did this, because it's a it's a sequel to his movie. And also, we should point out that until Top Gun 2, which is still te- not technically out, aside from Mission Impossible, he had never done another sequel. Kind of right. The Color of Money, which is a sequel mm. to The Hustler, but that's kind of his own thing, right? Like, yeah. it's kind of like and a... He wasn't not in... really a sequel. And exactly. he wasn't in the original. And I think we brought this up on a previous episode, too, about how, like, this series sort of stopped short, that they're going to reboot it yeah. with a new actor and maybe on a, as a TV series and all this kind of stuff. So, like, it seems like this was rushed to sort of bank on the property and yet like kind of feels like it's betraying the property in in a lot of ways as to what they set up in the first movie. And I think that's why, you know, I think I said last time it feels more like fan service this time around, where it's just like give them explosions, give them more 
jumping, give him lots more running. Yeah, and like, I remember, I don't remember who it was, but I remember talking to someone on this very podcast about how Cruz has basically been in like franchise-seeking mode, where it's like, the mummy was going to be the dark universe, and then yeah. he's got the Jack Reachers, and he's got the Edge of Tomorrow, and whatever, and he's trying to find that next thing. It feels like it was an effort here, but you're right, like, it just, the action is good, and it's fun, and whatever. And actually, the guy who directed this movie also did The Last Samurai, which I feel is kind Whoa, of like a weird love kind that of connection, movie. right? Yeah, that movie's yeah. amazing, yeah. You know, should mean better things for this, but not really. I don't know, man, I just, I was just, I was disappointed in this, because I feel like I was expecting to like it more, and, you know, we're, we're running out of daylight here on Cruise Club. I mean, we got mm-hmm. three more movies we've got the mummy which okay then we've got american (laughs) made which is i think a lot of fun and then there's fallout which is amazing so right Right. so like we have good stuff left but it's like you know i want to savor each of these a little bit more and the fact that i wasn't really able to enjoy this you know i'd been saying i think maybe either right before we did the jack reacher episode the first one or maybe on that episode that i remember when i saw this in theaters i thought i liked it a lot and i was i thought i liked it not maybe more than the first one, but I didn't remember like loving the first one, and I was like, this one was a lot of fun. Watching them so closely together, like over the last month or whatever, right? Like, yeah, dude. The first one really proves how good it is, how strong and solid, and like, again, not my favorite Tom Cruise movie, but like way higher up there than this one, where just like, yeah, okay, this is okay. Yeah, you know what this movie should have been is him tracking down those kidnappers on the reservation. But I guess that's the uh, that great Jeremy Renner movie. Oh, what, does he have the poster hanging up in your room, uh, in your living room? Wind River? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if this was like Wind River, you know, like that's how I feel. Like, is like we're starting the movie at the end, and that's the most I ever feel like we're back with Jack Reacher, because it's like, we never see him go pick up his like new used pair of jeans and his new used coat and all this stuff. I feel like we're just missing out on a lot of stuff that makes him Jack Reacher, and, and we're trying to get to know, you know, this new character, the new Kobe Smolder's character, the Turner. I don't know, man. Like, even, like, she's great for what she's given, but I really also don't feel like she's given very much. You know, she gets to call a bunch of dudes dickhead every once in a while, right? And, like, assert, like, <laughs> She her- uses that word more than once, and I was like, wait, what? I think more than one character even uses that word uh, when talking to, like, a guy and stuff, which is fine and everything, but I'm just saying, like, that shorthand is also, I feel it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wish there was even more depth to her character, because she really deserved it more, you know? And we start to get little glimpses about her, like, upbringing, and she went to that fancy school, and but no, it's all kind of, like, stopped short, and I'm like, well, she seems really super interesting, but we never really get to dive into her character either. No, I agree 100%, because it feels like we should have known her already like it's almost like not that this is not that i should compare this to the mcu but it feels like this is like a mini avengers where like okay we have the jack reacher movie then we need the kobe smolders movie and then we need to bring them together and we (laughs) have her backstory because there's like the one moment that like they're in the car and they hear over the radio they're like jack reacher in his 40s blah 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 and you know major whatever her name is 34 and tom cruise goes really she goes stop it or whatever like but it feels like there's like there's empathy and there's humanity there that is otherwise not brought up again it's just like well where, where did that go i want to know what number in the series this book is and i bet oh, wait, let me look that up okay. and i bet i guarantee there's like an entire book where they never meet and they're just talking on the phone and getting info and what an awesome movie that could have been where like they never meet <laughs> you know like i'm sure that yeah. episode wherever he's on the reservation finding the kidnappers and stuff like he's communicating with her and everything and so yeah it just i feel like we're missing a, a whole step here because i i just look at her and i'm like it's agent hill like that's all i can sort of graft onto her the first movie the first jack reacher movie was based on the novel one shot 
And I think the original version or the original title of that screenplay or whatever was One Shot. And actually, cross-promotion, I have no idea which episode it was because I don't know what day it is. But Joe and I talked on Too Fast, Too Forever about him being in the booth, like the diner that Tom Cruise eats in in the first movie uh-huh. is in Pittsburgh. And he went there and there's like a little plaque. And then it's like, Tom Cruise sat here <laughs> when filming the movie One Shot or whatever. So that was the name of the novel. And that was the ninth in the series, Whoa, right? So really? Yeah. I feel like that's such a great intro story for, for him too. Okay. There are... God, how many books did I say there were? Uh, I can't remember. 14? 25. Okay. So 25, and that's number 9, right? So Never Go Back is 18th. Whoa, holy shit. So he's like, yeah, he's like a completely different character at this point in the book yeah. series, too. Like, he's gone through so much and it's grown and is so different you yeah that makes so much sense i mean it makes no sense why they didn't do like the third book but like it makes sense as to why it doesn't feel like jack reacher to me because it's not the jack reacher i know anymore. so the first one was published in 1997 and he gets off a bus jack reacher gets off a bus in a fictional town in georgia because he remembers a, his brother saying there's a blues musician named blind blake that died there and then he's framed for murder um, he's arrested <laughs> is that his thing <laughs> I guess so. Every it's proves in a sense. But apparently, it's fourth chronologically, but it was the first novel. So that's 97. Huh. And then book nine came out in 2005. So basically one a year. And then I guess it just, it's basically he puts out one a year. So like we're nine years from the beginning of Jack Reacher in the first one. We're nine years essentially later here. And yet it's only what, three or four years later in, in real life. Right. And like for us, it's a month, right? Like, you know, just yeah, he's written a season of television in those books. You know what I mean? Like just not exactly, but I'm just saying like 25 books, 25 episodes of a show. That's the way I'm thinking like this character is different from beginning to end from book one to book 30 or whatever I'm saying. And like, you could definitely stretch that out into like, you know, eight seasons of a TV show, right? Yeah. Two movies. It's not going to like movie is not what Jack Reacher, I feel is like designed as a character for. Well, I think, I think the reboot is going to be a TV show if I remember. right. All right. So I think that's going to be better in that regard. The other thing that really bothers me and not the other thing, like there's only one other thing, like there's not a ton that bothers me. It's just like a lot of just like, I feel like this could have been better. This should have been better. But one other thing that bothers me about this is Robert Nepper, who I know from Prison Break. Okay. I think he was teabag on Prison Break. All right. He's like this like crime boss, but he's not a crime boss. He's just like the head of this contractor company, right? Like he's yeah. just the one in charge. And he's barely in the movie. He's just kind of ordering the hunter around. Then he shows up at the airport. Jack Reacher figures out what is going on. He just says, arrest him. And the guy gets arrested. And that's the end of it. It's like, yeah. I get that that's kind of realistic, but that feels so anticlimactic for a movie. Oh, man, it was such an anticlimax because like, it basically is like a replay of the last movie where it was a big shootout at the quarry and mm-hmm. and then he catches the guy. And here it's like a big shootout on the tarmac or whatever, and then they catch the guy. But then there's like an extra 20 minutes where they have to like go. I'm like, oh, yeah, his not daughter's still like running around Nolan's like doing stuff and the hunter guy is after her but why anymore like she makes no difference now that the entire operation is foobard and like jack reacher won the day and everything like the hunter he no one's paying him anymore he just needs to walk away at that point they're trying to be like oh it's personal and he keeps going like jack jack like jack this jack that and jack reacher's like dude you're a nobody you're just like a hired (laughs) gun you just happen to last the longest and like i feel the same way like this hunter guy is the worst i hate him yeah (laughs) the daughter the not daughter whatever you want to call her the girl 
feels so tagged on because like they saw they finish it right like the you're right like the tarmac should be the end of the movie or at least you know the final set piece or whatever but then they're like okay we need something else but like or we need the daughter because the daughter can't be there but like why is the daughter like what is the main arc in this movie it's him defending kobe right like that's the whole thing like yeah. he's trying to get her off right but then they blend the like if you remove the daughter I think this makes a lot more sense. You give you give both room instead of having like this backstory where Cruz is trying to find out like is he the father? Is this this woman at the diner at the end like is this a past flame or whatever? If you remove the daughter entirely, you give room for us to get to know Kobe Smulders more, right? And to learn more yeah. about Jack Reacher. Yeah. As far as I can tell, there's no reason that character needs to be in the movie like she's not a witness right like she's just tagging along like they went to kill her foster parents because question mark they go to her foster parents house to find her but like why again like just because jack reacher remembers like that girl who might be my daughter maybe they're after her because they're after him like well, somebody I, filed like a paternity suit or something yeah I don't like, but that's sort of a very the, weird like backhanded forced in thing in the beginning yeah it feels almost like that was a setup to smoke them out for something that i don't know why and everything so like i i can't figure out her purpose in in the overall plot i get her purpose in the movie obviously is to like you know what would she might be Jack Reacher's daughter and all this look how similar they could be and all this kind of stuff but they needed to make her the primary witness to something you know not the junkie they find in New Orleans like it's this girl like protect her make it you know it's an escort mission this whole movie it's like we have to protect the girl till we go find you know the guns or the not guns or whatever yeah Yeah. so that was really bizarre I'm almost out of things like I was saying to you that like when I was looking (laughs) through the trivia like when I when I watch any movie I also go through the IMDB trivia and like this is, I think, by far the least interesting trivia. Like, the, there's a bunch of different bits of trivia, but again, it's t- it's tying things to the book that I don't really kind of care about. There's other things that don't really matter. There's only, like, three bits of trivia that I kept that Kobe Smulders did all of her own stunts, which is awesome. She spent eight weeks training to prep for this movie. Robin Sparkles. I don't know if you ever mm-hmm. watched. <laughs> I have not. I know the reference, okay. but I've, I've never seen a minute of that show. Okay. The shirt that Tom Cruise wears in the first diner scene is the same shirt he wore in the first movie, which... Okay, and then this is the first non-Mission Impossible sequel that he's been in. So, like, that's it. Like, there's nothing else about, like, people are just like, oh, yeah, that's a movie. It really does feel like a movie that you just, like, catch on, like, TNT one day and be like, oh, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. You know what's weird? This reminded me of a movie that sort of should have gotten attention but got passed over, like, maybe this should have, is this uh, Jason Statham J-Lo movie, Parker. Have you ever seen that? Oh, you love Parker. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I've seen Parker. So, like, Parker's been a character in lots of stuff. Like, lots of people, like, have played him throughout history and everything. But I was thinking of that while I was watching this, going, like, that was uh, able to sort of take something very generic and wrote and make it exciting and play to this, like, Jason Statham strengths and all this kind of stuff. And, I mean, Nick Nolte, what the crap, what the cut the bull. <laughs> and this did, like, the exact opposite. It's like this big Tom Cruise vehicle that just like blew in the wind you know like it didn't even need him in the movie like it could have starred like anyone else you could have changed it from Jack Reacher to John Seer I don't know <laughs> something it's just weird watching it and feeling that oh the guy who's like the hard ass in the beginning that gets murdered in the house and Cruz gets framed uh, he plays Bill Tench on Mindhunter I love him oh, on that okay still got a ca- no not yet no it's awesome I mean it's not coming back for season three apparently because like their, their things expired and so it's got the a- actor's name Holt McCallany. So go check that Is out. Is that the one with Anna Torv? That's the one on Netflix with the Fincher one, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched the opening sequence to the first episode, and I was like, I can't right now. This is a oh, lot. Oh yeah, you mean like the first thing where like a guy 
spoilers for the first episode of Mindhunter. For the first five like, minutes, you know. Blows his head off with a shotgun, like, yeah. the first thing you see, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, that, that show rules. That show's great. Okay. <laughs> yes, that's that show. You know what didn't pay off, really, was the girl being a kleptomaniac. Did that ever pay off? Well, she steals the bag, which is where they have the credit card, and the credit card helps them find, the hunter find where she is. Oh, so kind yeah. Of. Okay, and she picks out a mark at the airport for Jack Reacher. But, like, it mind. seems like in this universe, everyone, because, like, Cruz, like when they pick up the mark, Cruz is the one who lifts the wallet. Then they hire the street, like the prostitute, to then get the keys, right? Or the to, not to do a reverse oh, lift, yeah, right? Yeah, they drop the phone. She drops the phone in. It feels like everyone in this universe is like able to take what they want or place what they want. Like, okay, yeah, this feels like the kind of movie, and I don't mean this really as an insult to my dad, but it's like, <laughs> it's like the kind of movie that he would love, where it's just like there's that very obvious scene where like Kobe Smulders is training the daughter about how to do self defense, and Tom Cruise like makes fun of it, like you know, that's you don't know if you only have that, like you're already dead or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, he's like, you know, we're already or whatever. He says the same thing, yeah. and then she knows, and like they even do like in slow mo, and just like, oh, I remember that from earlier. Like it's just that kind of thing where it's just like, yeah, of course, like yeah, like it's mm-hmm. so telegraphed, it's so choreographed, like to be like, yeah, it's gonna come back. And when they run outside, they're like, what would she drive? And it's like a black sedan, and then it's just an entire lot of black sedans. Like that's funny, but it's not like I feel like it's not funny in the way that the movie wants it to be funny. Yeah, that's a joke. Jack Reacher's funny because he's like a social idiot. Like, he doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't have, like, the skills to break it gently to you or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where the comedy comes from is how he operates outside of society and that butts heads with it and everything. And and that's why when you you just look at him, you kind of, like, giggle, like, look at this guy. And so so when you see a joke like that in the movie, it's like, what movie, what's the tone? That would never be in the first movie, you know? Because the first movie opens with a sniper killing five people. Yeah. Like... And here, just, like, the murders that she was framed for that she didn't do were, like, yeah, like a black ops, whatever. Like, okay, but that was, like, it happened, like, off screen. It's, like, okay. <laughs> it's funny. Not, I don't want to say who cares, like, because it's, it, like, yeah. like, who cares? Yeah. It's funny you say, like, the kind of movie your dad likes, because this is, like, a certain genre of movie my mom likes, but only because, like, I feel like it's so much an episode of Jag or something like yeah. that, you know? And she loves shows like that and things. Like, her, her yeah, Like, true... my parents watch Blue Bloods. It's just, like, yeah, <laughs> same thing. It's just, like, yeah, like, nicely wrapped up, just, like, oh, all that 45 minutes of drama like yeah i mean her favorite stuff is like the fast and furious schlock so don't get me wrong but i'm just saying oh yeah (laughs) you know for the second movie in a row so we talked about this in mission impossible rogue nation the second movie in a row Cruz has an eye for women's fashion because remember in that one uh he was uh, he was talking about her shoes and here he buys every like shirt and everything like the right amount like the right size for kobe smolders and she's like good eye it's just like wait what like i know it's supposed to be like he can do anything but it's also like cruise two movies in a row like knows women's fashion it's weird i was thinking about that but he also he did see her like half naked in her bra and stuff so I, he probably could size up you know she's immaculate shape so he probably didn't need to do too much guesswork on either but whatever he's john wick like he i mean john wick he's fucking they he wish he was john wick yeah he's jack reacher like he's just you know maybe he read it in her file and he's got like that memory gift mm-hmm. kind of thing so yeah. like he just yeah. knew <laughs> i thought that he was gonna pull a night and day and take out another entire plane but he just takes out two guys oh yeah it sets it up for being like so cool and then it's just like i mean night and day plays it for comedy this is just like oh yeah whatever but like he takes the two guys like brutally right like he just like punches the guy's head oh, and it slams yeah. against the wall like they just like, get spattered with blood how does like somebody not go to that bathroom and find like a, a dead or like very mutilated body in there and like not freak out like how is that plane yeah. land normally yeah it's really weird that he decided to take him out when he did there and stuff but i also like what you said remind me something like throughout the movie it seems like he gets more and more brutal and 
careless of like killing people whereas like in the beginning you know most of them are mps so like he doesn't want to kill those guys and hurt them too badly but then he's dealing with the contractors so he starts shooting them but at the end of the movie he's like pushing people off of rooftops and it's just like cold-blooded murder at times and at the end when he just like fights the guy and beats him to death it's like okay uh, yeah. i guess you're, you're not going to get charged for that only because you're going to like disappear like the hulk after every episode episode and like hitchhike across state lines it's like okay seems to be a disproportionate amount of movies set in new orleans that take place during mardi gras like oh mardi gras not all year long but this was halloween question mark is it i think so like all this like that's what i hated too like not i mean a movie can take place over the month of october i don't mind that back to the future he goes back to november right and you don't see a single decoration up for thanksgiving i don't care about any of that but like suddenly there's no warning and it's like today's halloween it's like what what why what's what does that add especially if you're in new orleans and every day is just a jam-packed street fair right it's a it's a sorcerer's apprentice conundrum right we're just like why is it his birthday well i don't know it's a, you know it's his birthday <laughs> although i was getting some pay the ghost vibes uh, mm. during that little chase sequence and then my only other thing and this is something that you know i think people have pointed out to be both cool and also just like yeah that's the kind of movie it is where cruz tells a guy i'm gonna break your arms i'm gonna break your legs i'm gonna break your neck what you hear is excitement and then he does to the guy, break the guy's arms, break his legs, break his neck, and kill him. He tells the guy what he's going to do, and then he does it. It's either awesome if you're into the movie, or like, okay, like if you're not, you know what I mean? Like It's one of those things where like, yeah, it's very cool and very badass and menacing, but it's also like, yeah, okay. Now, I don't know if you, if this caught your eye at all, but I, and I don't notice this in in American Made, but I noticed this a little bit in The Mummy. Tom Cruise looks a little older finally as far as i can tell like he looks he does an american made i remember that for sure yeah like i think this this over the next like three movies you're gonna see sort of him try and fight the aging process a little harder maybe i don't know just in this he just seemed a little bigger a little puffier like his chest kind of came out a little more than usual not that he's out of shape by any means or ever will be but i just like he just looks his age finally or something like that like and that's not bad at all you know what i'm saying it's just like finally like (laughs) age is catching up to this guy and it's just sort of like you know the next image of him i guess moving forward and stuff it's not bad it doesn't bother me it's just kind of something i noticed was like he's finally starting to look different yeah he's looked the same basically for 30 years 35 years right like you can he can he can age we will allow him to age a little bit any other thoughts any other notes about jack reacher you want to play a couple games and do some awards yeah let's get to it so could tom hanks our other tom tom club podcast hanks for the memories could tom hanks play the role of Jack Reacher. I think we said no in the first one. Yeah. I don't know that he could. No. I mean, it's almost, it does kind of feel like he could, if he's playing one of them, he could play the aged Jack Reacher a little bit more. But right. if not that, what role could he play? I mean, it almost feels like almost any other role in the movie. Almost. <laughs> yeah, just generic military man, like General Hanks, if you will, or something, or Major Hanks. It's funny. I would Now that you say it, I'd love to see, like, you know, the 90-year-old Jack Reacher <laughs> movie played by Tom Hanks. <laughs> like, that would be... But Tom Hanks today in, you know, age him up 20, 30 years or something like that. But that would be funny. Like, I'm sure Lee Daniels has, like, that outline somewhere where it's like, Jack Reacher's last mission. He's fucking 100 years old. He dies at the end. He has a heart attack, but not before he, like, beats a 36-year-old man to death. (laughs) He can never not beat people to death. 
Uh, so does Tom Cruise run in this movie? He runs several times oh, in this yeah. movie. He's running a lot in this movie. There's a pretty funny moment when him and Colby Smulders are trying to get away from Hunter, I guess, and they're they're they start going to the bus and they run for the bus and they miss the bus, so they have to like sort of stop and like look around a little, and then they like run to a a restaurant. I was like, that's so awkward and real. Like that felt. I like that part. Like that was those were that was one of the better moments where I was like, okay, now we're in the movie I want to be in, but. It was short-lived. I mean, it feels like it's like the improvisational nature. Like, you know, we see so many movies where people are, like, the best in the world at their jobs, but, like, things don't always go smoothly, right? Like, just do yeah. something where, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> then the other question, of course, Lightning McQueen, we found Har Perfect on Twitter, said you could replace Tom Cruise's name in any movie with a name Lightning McQueen and not a thing would change. We said yes last time. It's got to be yes again, I think, but right? I think, I think even more so this time, now that the movie is sort of, like juiced up sillier sillier right yeah a little more fantastical and stuff i mean there's even that moment now i'm thinking about it between two henchmen that they like are all wearing ray-bans and black t-shirts and there's like a joke where it's like where'd he go i wasn't watching him did he go maybe he went to the bathroom and then it's preceded yeah. by him by jack reacher actually doing one of the cooler things in the movie where he's just oh he punches through the window <laughs> he just punches a guy out through a closed window in the car. That was great. Amazing. One other line that I did like was when he's getting chased by those four contractors or whatever, and he like sneaks into this room. They're like, how do you want to do this? He's like, how about one-on-one and I get a baseball bat? Then they laugh. He still beats. It's just like, you know, it's, <laughs> I don't know like what I want. Like, I guess I like the humor of it, but it's also kind of cool where he's like, it's trying to do the fight from the first movie yeah. where it's like the five guys outside the bar and he's like, I'm going to know who the alpha is. I'm going to take him out. Then one or two more, you guys going to, you know, whatever. Like, I'm going to know exactly. And like, one guy does like he twitches a little bit he's like okay now i know everything you know what i mean that's what this wants to be but like again he's like making a joke about it which is fine but like it doesn't feel consistent with the character but maybe it is because like we don't really have like a history with the character we just have one movie yeah it's weird too because that whole sequence felt superfluous afterwards when he goes back to the hotel and colby smolders is still pissed at him for for not letting her go instead right but then like she just would have ran into those contractors and you know, I'm not saying she wouldn't have killed them. She would have lived. But, uh, like, he doesn't even bring up the fact that, like, he just killed, like, five extra guys to get back to the hotel. or any- Like, it just seems so, like, just for the moment, you know? Like, it had no bearing on things that happened later. So, it was very weird. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Cool. Okay, so the Tom Cruise Awards, still a known name. We will figure it out. Best film, best of the worst, most fun, bad film. No, no, right? Yeah, no. Best Cruise role. We don't have Jack Reacher on here, which I, mean, I think uh... is... I think it's okay. I think it's yeah. okay to not have him on here. Yeah, I mean, because two movies, he's two different people as far as I can tell. Yeah. Best Cruise, supporting role, no. Most badass role, we have him on there. I mean, we're going to call that list down a little bit. We'll figure that out. That first movie, he's so I th- he's much yeah. more badass. Yeah. Most daring role to take, no. This is, again, kind of written for him in a way, even though it's there's 25 novels or whatever. Most wasted performance, no. Best fight. Is there a fight in here? I don't think there is. No, I think it's the disappointing thing, right? I was so disappointed when I was watching it. During the end, I was just thinking, this should be the best fight in any Tom Cruise movie so far, because here we are, like, it's his most recent movie and he's going to beat this guy to death. So like, it's got to be cool. Like it's got to take its time. It's got to go through like a couple different, you know, sequences and stuff. And I'm just watching it going like, eh, whatever. Like, yeah. and so that was a bummer. Best theme song, soundtrack, score, no. Best Well, unless you count the one that I came up with last time. <laughs> I think that, <laughs> the John. Oh, I forgot the, about your Jack the Reacher Jack score. Reacher's. Yeah. <laughs> I hope people listen to the end of that episode. Best vehicle chase, race, no. Best 
dance scene, no. Best outfit wardrobe, no. Best sunglasses, no. Best death, he does not die in either of these movies. Whoa, that's shocking that he did not need to be, like, defibrillated in this movie. Like, I, that is what I was expecting. That's, there you go, folks. Like, that, I would not have batted an eye if they tried to do that in this one. Best line or best freakout? There's two. There's the I'm going to break your arms line, I think, that could work. Or, this is not worth nominating, but I like the line where he's still, for some reason... Maybe not for some reason. Very clearly why. Flirting. He's flirting with Kobe Smulders' whole movie, right? And like, (laughs) you know, they're finally having dinner together, but like it's like this room service to the takeout or whatever because it's just, you know, they're on the run. He's like, so what do we do for the next time or whatever? And they're talking about motel. And he's like, never underestimate the charm of a seedy motel. And like, just the way that he, like, again, Mm -hmm. you could have him deliver the the worst lines in the world and it's going to come across cool, right? Like he's just like a charming cool, effusive actor. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I, I like that. But do we want to nominate, I'm going to mm. break your arms, I'm going to break your legs, I'm going to break your back or break your neck. What you hear is excitement. Is that a best line? Is that a best freak out? Yeah. Or is that neither? No, it never, it didn't really land for me. So. Okay. It is interesting that, um, I don't think we really went, and we don't have to dive into this now or anything, but I just wanted to mention, we didn't really go over like the relationship with Colby Smulders or anything. And it's like, I don't think he has a chance. Like, I think that ship has sailed. <laughs> like, There's no way after this ordeal that like, they went through a relationship. Like she saw, like she got so pissed at him for all these things. Like there's no way they would make it. Like, uh-uh, purely physical of anything. <laughs> That's my fortune telling for these, for yeah. this crazy couple. I do want to point out that there's another woman in this movie that he kind of has a relationship with. There is the on-the-base military woman. Oh, yeah, like, Leech. Wink, wink. Yeah, she's like, hey, I know that I'm not supposed to be helping you, wink, wink. I know this is your friend, wink, wink, but I'm helping you anyway. Like, is he, is he supposed to be a playboy? But, yeah. like, one of them is his daughter, and then one, like you said, is Kobe, who, like, he doesn't have a chance with, and then there's this other one. Like, what, what's happening? Well, the, there was a thing. It's such a misstep in this movie but in the first one it works so well where it's just like everyone just sort of turns and looks at him whether you're a guy or a girl there's just like this kind of like magnetism like you're drawn to him and like you know every waitress gave him a smile every bartender Mm -hmm. would give him a wink or whatever like that and i feel like in this one they tried to make it sexual or something and it just kind of fell flat and i almost didn't notice what they're trying to do best sex scene no there is none best most athletic feet I don't think there's anything that he does. Oh, right? He had I one mean... cool stunt that only stood out because it looked like obviously he did it. He did it, but like it, it looked like it hurt him. He jumps from like a roof or like he jumps from like a window to a fire escape, I think, in New Orleans, and the look on his face and he's just like, ow! Like it looks like he really hurt himself, and that they, you know, it's one of those keep rolling kind of moments that's all i really noticed that's cool like a lot of people are doing a lot of jumping toward the end of this movie just like yeah parkour probably parkour yeah (laughs) yeah best running scene no best or worst love story to your point no best ensemble cast no and then best non-cruise actor male or female i think kobe's good but i don't think that it's you know i don't think she's great because she's not given much yeah i wish she was more fleshed out because she kicks ass she's badass she's a you know, and she's great in other stuff that I've seen her in. And, you know, even Agent Hill isn't fleshed out enough for my... You know what I'm saying? Like, who is she more than just... I guess if she protects Fury, that's all you really need to know about her <laughs> as far as, like, taking care of the business and everything. But, yeah, I, I wish she was more than just kicking ass in this movie. Cool. Well, any other thoughts about Jack Reacher never go back? Man, what a surprise. Like, we both said, I think, uh, after seeing it in theaters we recalled liking this more than the first one but after watching the first one in such close proximity like we both like that one more i like i definitely love that first movie still and 
I'm really bummed now because of how much more I like that, that this one isn't as good, that this just doesn't feel like the character. It feels like we're several movies down the line. Uh, it's like Leonard part six, right? It's like, what happened to like one through five? I have no idea what's going on here. Overall, sort of bummed, but that doesn't mean it's like not a fine movie, you know? Like if you have no attachments or anything to Jack Reacher, or if you just want to put on like a cool action movie and stuff, like you could do way worse, you know? It's still very competent in in that regard so yeah like i said at the beginning like this is so low on my list but that's mostly because of the other things we've watched like i don't think this is bad i just think it's a little bland but there is cool action like if this movie had cut out like the daughter and was like 25 minutes shorter i'd be like hell yeah watch it mm. like you don't have to but like if it's on you could do worse yeah yeah you oh you know what would been a great twist too is if like colby smolder's like the lawyer or one of the other guys that gets murdered early on if they they came back as like the head of the parasaurus or so so like that's the problem is like the movie makes me wonder about like what could have happened instead of enjoying what's going on yeah well mike also today as this episode comes out because we put out both tom tom club episodes each friday uh, we also have out today the da vinci code so the episode that we did with john oh and with jess but everybody's gotta you gotta go on an internet scavenger hunt to piece together the entire episode just like da vinci would want you to do and then next week we've got charlie wilson's war over on hanks for the memories in which tom hanks was nominated for a golden globe nomination for best actor and on this very fine program we have the mummy starring mr tom cruise and uh and the the mummy from kingsman yeah she's cool I like, and she's yeah. also in that Gaspar No movie, right? The new Nightmare film about the um, everybody parties and takes drugs. Climax. That's yes, yes, yes. Climax. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So for all things Cruise Club, all what is this now? Thirty-eight, thirty-nine episodes of the show. You go to CageClub.me, Facebook.com/CageClub, or at CageClubPod on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, Run at CageClub.me. Like I said, we have three more movies, but then I think we're gonna have I think probably four episodes after that. Then we're gonna take a couple weeks off. To we're going to come back with the Tom Cruise Awards. So there's still a bunch more to do. It's just that there's not that many more movies. And of course, Tom Hanks is going to be going strong into October, I believe. But we're putting out about 45 episodes a month of all different kinds of shows at cageclub.me. So poke around there. Uh, we also, I mean, this is now, this is going to come out in two and a half weeks. So it's a little bit outdated by then. But we just heard that there's rumors that Tom Cruise is going to team up with Elon Musk's SpaceX and make a movie in outer space, which is like, yeah. Hell yeah. I just can't believe that it's not Mission Impossible, but, you know, I'm down for that. Yeah, that's the shocking part. I saw a headline that was kind of funny. It was like, he knows you can't run in space, right? <laughs> I think he'll find a way. He will find a way. I mean, you could do, like, the, you know, the, like the space walk. You could do the space run, right? So, like, exactly. you know, just the hoo boy. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. And we'll see you next time right here on Cruise Club. Here he comes in his muscle car with his leather jacket and boots and Jack Reacher.